Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. It's possible that many of these sponsors will be at the Mint Collective, and uh, Ezra Levine got the ball rolling for this Mint Collective. As I said, many of the sponsors will be there. I think it could be a great event. I hope it is. Anything that's good for the hobby, I'm in favor of. The conference just for trying to grow the pie. I love that. So thanks, Ezra, for sharing your insights about it. It's a good thing that uh, people are jumping in to do uh, significant things in our industry. Welcome, Ezra Levine. We're going to talk about the Mint Collective. What is Collectibles' role as a company in the Mint Collective, which is coming up here at the end of January? We're the founding partner with IMG and Endeavor. You know, for people who don't know, it was a big global sports entertainment media uh, company. They throw live events. They have an agency. They have media companies. They own you know pro sports leagues and teams. We co-founded this alongside IMG and Endeavor. The presenting sponsor is eBay. The real mission behind this was to create an event that focused on thought leadership in the industry. That really. At a time of immense innovation and immense change to create an event that really provided a platform for some of the brightest minds in the industry and the hobby, some of the biggest players in the industry and the hobby to come together to celebrate where we are today. But really just to plant our flag as a community to see where we're going, what the next three to five years will bring, and to do it all in a collaborative way. So yeah, even though Collectible is the founding partner along with IMG Endeavor, this really is not about collecting. And you'll see that everything from the types of companies who will be engaged in speaking to the types of vendors that we're going to have. This is not about collectible. This is very much about the hobby and, and trying to help the, the hobby. There's two kinds of events when they're thought leadership. There's a parade of speakers that are sponsors that each one comes in serially and talks about their platform or their vision or all. That's one type, pretty easily streamed, or you're going to get the, the speech from the person. And the other, which I think is a little bit more of what you're thinking about, is more panels that are more organic, that are more dynamic, where you need to be there. In other words, the interaction among the panelists. Am I reading that? Because then you're getting off script of what somebody's thinking, what's really going on, instead of just talking about their company, they're having to interact with others who are movers and shakers in the industry. No, you're spot on here. Yeah, our panel is compiled of some of the brightest minds in the industry on some really meaty topics, on topics that you know are hotly debated and not ones that necessarily everybody will agree upon. Obviously, we've curated the panels to be in people's core competencies as it relates to what their operating business is. We hope to take the lead with Collectible. We really don't want this to be a time to promote the companies within the hobby, a time to really delve deep and debate the actual topic, really impacting the hobby today and what the hobby will become in a couple of years. So yeah, our hope is to make this a really collaborative effort to make this something that you know is, is, is honest and, and exciting. I just find this interesting. I'm retired from Beckett Media, but I found it uh, interesting that the, the closest event to this is really the old Hawaii trade show that did a lot of these same kinds of things back in with my buddy Kit Young and uh, Kevin Isaacson. But Beckett Media bought that, took that over eventually. And this sounds, and it's also in Las Vegas occasionally. And yet they're a co-sponsor or they're pretty deeply involved with their amazing $550 offer that they have, which I'm not sure I would have done that if I was in the leadership seat. But I think my old company, we always stood for wanting whatever's good for the industry is going to be good for us. I find that interesting that they have their summit and yet this is like a summit and they're not on the outside looking in. They're they're 
they're fully participating. How did that happen? Yeah. We were thrilled with that because I think our hope is we really wanted Collectible to set the tone for this event. So yes, Collectible is the founding partner. Yes, you know we're curating. Yes, you know, sort of a lot of our resources, time have, have gone into creating this event, but it really is not about us. Our, our belief strongly is that this hobby, it's amazing. We have so much room to grow. And I think we're seeing that. We're really seeing what the first infusion of amazing talent and real institutional capital, big companies coming in, how it's starting to become more mainstream, more popular. And the good of that, the bad of that, the scary of that, right? All of that is true. The change comes real winners and losers oftentimes. I really want to create an opportunity for all companies, all brands to come and to help shape the course and the direction of the hobby and the industry for years to come. And doing this, we're thrilled that Becca will be there. We're thrilled that PSA, SGC, all the major grading companies will be there. We're thrilled that most of the major auction houses will be there. We're thrilled that other fractional ownership companies will be there. So again, it's really not about you know individual companies. It's about the, the future and the direction of the hobby. One of the things that I'm most proud about uh, in the first year of Collectibles Operation is that hopefully we've established a, a very collaborative brand. Hopefully we've you know set the tone and said, hey, look, our vision for this industry is that it's going to be so much bigger than what it is today. And even if it means that Collectible gives up a little bit of market share in the end, we'd rather have smaller market share of a much larger pie than larger market share of a smaller category. So that's really what we're trying to instill. One great thing about the hobby so far that we've seen is that people generally are very willing to collaborate. And it really speaks highly about the people within it that have been possible and has gone as smoothly so far in terms of the planning efforts and the coordination efforts. The industry summit, the Hawaii trade show that I was involved with from pretty much the very beginning, there was a tension there to make sure that you had the big hitters, the power hitters in the industry, but also had the singles hitters. You had some of the mom and pop card shows, the rank and file, not necessarily an individual collector, but people that really cared about the industry. My impression on the mid collective is it is a little bit more directed toward the power hitters and not the singles hitters. What would you say to that? There are parts of this that probably are geared to the power hitters. I would say the panel sessions, who the panelists are, will largely be yeah, who you consider to be some of the power players in the category. But if you look across what the weekend overall is going to be, it's not just you know, sort of panelists. It's not just a high-end auction. It'll also be a marketplace. I have a very familiar feel to a lot of trade shows, card shows you go to. You'll have lots of vendors who are set up. There is an event Saturday night, which is going to be a really special event at the UFC Apex Center at their headquarters, really just a big social uh, gathering, the capstone party of the event. Right? So there are definitely parts of it that I think will you know, be thought leadership as it pertains to some of the power players, but I think there's going to be so much there uh, for people, whatever your sort of level of interest in the hobby, however you like to experience the hobby, there, there's going to be amazing people that there's going to be amazing things to do. And we're definitely very uh, in tune with creating an event that I think has, has broad-based appeal. Again, historical perspective, the other event that this evokes is the, the National Sports Collectors Convention for 40, 41 years or whatever it's been. That started out with a lot of seminars and panels and things like that, but the panels eventually went away. Most of the social activity of the National Sports Collectors Convention was in the evenings, the dinners and events like that. But I'm wondering if you'd have the same uh, situation. During the day, the seminars, even spectacular seminars, were not well attended back in the 80s and 90s. And by the 2000s, I think they really weren't even doing because if people had a choice to be on the show floor of a trade show or to be in a private room with a panel of three or four distinguished people. This is a hobby of transactions, of business, of commerce, of relationships over the stuff. 
You can't be two places at once. I don't think yeah. so. We're spreading out all the panelists throughout the course of the three-day weekend. So there'll be some panels on Friday, some panels on Sunday, and some on Saturday as well. You're, you're right in saying that there will be some overlap between the, the marketplace and the panelists. It'll be interesting how that affects attendance. But we definitely spread it out. So there will be times where there's no other game in town aside from the panel. Uh, obviously, it's our first time doing this event. It'll be interesting to learn from it. I'm sure there'll be a lot of things we do and a lot of things we don't. And so our, our job is to put on a, a great event year one, but always continue to sort of iterate on that to make improvements for future years as well. I just remember being at some of those back in the day. You're in this room that's away from the main show floor. And if you don't have something great to say in the first five or 10 minutes of the hour or whatever you have, there's this exodus. And I didn't feel good for the presenters. People say, I'd rather be out on the floor making deals. But it seems to me the caliber of people is very strong. Do you want to know about the past? Yes. But even more so, what I found with my podcast, people like to know about the past, but they really want to know about the future. (laughs) They want to know where things are going. And these are people that are helping to shape the future. So that's good. Do you see any competitors out there other than what I've said? The national is a time when people get together, the industry summits and some of the card companies have their own events. But are you positioning this very uniquely? We do not think of ourselves in competition to the national, right? We know them. We think the, the, the highest of, of that event every year, it is unquestioned. The Super Bowl of the category has been for 40-something years. But this really spawned upon listening to some of the feedback that we've been hearing from our users, our network, is that there's such a need for community. People want to be together. But I also think it's really spawned out of this just incredible time of change in the hobby. I think it's probably not unreasonable to say that perhaps more innovation and change has happened in the last 18 months than perhaps in the last 18 years. And so I think people you know, really want this type of event where you get all the players, all the collectors, all the people with real meaningful sort of stake in the industry to come together and have a real opportunity to debate each other, to evolve each other, to help shape the course of the industry. And that to me is what really spearheaded this just the incredible innovation and change. This is for us to try to band together and, and, and at least set out a, a collaborative course for years to come. What other goals would collectible other than increasing visibility and being able to explain your, your value proposition? Although I think it's pretty obvious you buy part of something and it hopefully goes up <laughs> and then you enjoy yeah. having a part of something that you can, I guess you allow people to have their digital wallet or something of here's my collection, not an NFT version necessarily, but uh, here are the images of what I own, of fractions of. One big thing for us is just continuing to expand the pie. Collectible, we live at a very interesting sort of intersection of of the collecting community. We have a lot of people on the platform who do look at these first and foremost as investments, but we also have a lot of people who are looking at these as you know, sort of a fractional way to collect. So we, we are this big hybrid zone of you people who have very different interests in, in how they want to experience the, the industry. The ability to potentially just through our regulated structure, we have more institutional investors who you know are considering potentially deploying really meaningful amounts of money into the category and are looking to collectible as the regulated, potentially scalable opportunity to bring those kind of institutional dollars on a much larger scale into the hobby than perhaps are in it today. It's our way of continuing to build the infrastructure to help educate and inform, to grow the pie together. Ultimately, Collectible is not worried necessarily about our market share within the pie. Our vision is that if the pie continues to get much larger, then Collectible will get its fair share. I appreciate that, Ezra, especially the fact that your sports card and sports memorabilia is centric. I would never want to compete with eBay in the totality of their offerings. 
but Heritage, <laughs> Huggins and Scott, ComC, you guys, there are other platforms for uh, buying and selling uh, sports cards. And eBay, by being all things to all people, uh, you can be more specialized. I'm glad that you're specialized. Uh, I wish you well, and I hope you, you make the pie bigger because I've got a piece of that pie. So. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Ezra. Thanks, listeners. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode. And I, we'll see about the Mint Collective. I think it sounds extremely interesting, and uh, maybe I will be there. Thanks. The man that-